the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, we made it. Congratulations. It's Friday afternoon. Making <laughs> Is your that way the home. accomplishment? We that made you survived? it. You survived. I think for a lot of people, their first full week back. After the holidays. Yeah, pretty much so. It was our first full week back. Was it? Yes. Last week was three days. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, okay, okay. So we're one of those people you're talking about. Um, no wonder I'm tired. Is it too early? To? For me to tell you? What? That your weekend has begun. Oh, it's right on time. Five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Thank you. An article I read today in Ladders.com, or on Ladders.com. You familiar with that website? Is it a um, career builder thing? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what? You, you know, know you go it? on a website, you really don't know what it is. Their particular viewpoint or ideology? You're just kind of looking around. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think I need, like, the whole foundational, like, worldview outlook of each website. Well, well it says at the very top, about, in the menu bar. It gives you sort of an idea what they're doing. Yeah, I never go there. About. No. I, I kind of look at them. Do you? Oh, I want to see what, you know, yeah. Well, now I'm feeling badly that I no, don't. No, no, no. I mean, it's ladders. I mean, I don't think I'm going to. It sounds like a career builder. Okay. I, I want to say it is. Head it up. But I'm making that up. All right. But... Do, you, do you want me to tell you what they said or not? <laughs> I'd like to know what they're all about first. It's a lot of background digging. <laughs> okay. It's a DNA test. Great. What do you got? Tired of pointless office busy work that goes on and on with seemingly no reward but a broken printer blinking the words PC load letter. Holy what does smokes. that mean anyway? That sounds apocalyptic. So are 80% of office workers who say they need most of the work they do to be meaningful, according to a new survey? Of course. In the recent Quest for Meaningful Work survey, I mean, you're giving away what you're looking for by calling it that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's fair. Anyway, an online survey of 2,000 office workers conducted by a cloud computing service company called ServiceNow discovered that almost twice as many workers would ask their boss for more meaningful work than to ask them for a raise. Whoa. 64% of them said they would rather get meaningful work than 34% said they would like a raise. Hmm. So that's, that means that a lot of people are doing work that they deem as lacking meaning. Yeah. Well, oh, that's I a shame. Nearly 60% of office workers wish that their work was more meaningful, defined as work that feels like it's contributing to a broader goal. Also, workers were so fed up with menial tasks, which they estimated ate up 40% of their work week. Wait do you hear what these menial tasks are. Okay, you're going to totally under... 45% of the people surveyed would rather clean their bathroom than figure out their HR benefits. Yeah, I get that too. You know what I mean, right? Going through all the little print of everything. Who wants to do that? 
37% of the people surveyed would rather be stuck in traffic than troubleshoot a broken printer by themselves. (laughs) 36% would rather stand in line at the DMV than troubleshoot their own IT problem. Okay. I don't mind. I like doing that. No, I just call a helpline. Uh, Menial, boring work made office workers feel like they were wasting their time, made them feel like they were bored, unmotivated, and stressed. What's the worst... You know, sort of situation you found yourself in like that. That was the most menial job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really think that it was one of the office – like when I got out of college, I started out in like a secretarial position. It was like a record-keeping position. And I had Sounds to – Sounds bad already. Yeah. I, I had to maintain grades for uh, med students. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to maintain their grade, and this was before there were like huge databases that were going to do this for you. So you were doing this by hand? I wasn't doing it by hand, but that I mean the database was in place, but it wasn't like Excel at that point it was the same way it is now, mm-hmm. right? So it was just there was a lot of menial work. Anyway, it was a lot of really particular data entry, is what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, the worst. Gosh, you I, go in there like I just, five I got, after nine, you're done for the day. I just can't stand that. That just yeah. absolutely drains me. What about so you? So now, probably it is done automatically. Yeah, I'm sure it's done. I'm sure it's just scanned now. Yeah. No, I, I, when I look back at most of the work I've done in my life, there's been you know very few places I go, this is horrific. What am I doing here? But one of my early jobs, and of course, it's a summer job. So, I mean, I spent the summer literally, truly, literally, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, crawling on my belly and had a tape measure, and I would measure pipe all summer long. Within an eighth of an inch, or I mean, sixteenth of an inch, sometimes thirty-second of an inch. I get really good at using a long tape measure. Me and one other guy, all summer long in a factory, we measured pipe, and generally it was on the floor and scattered all over this massive acre, acre, acre factory. It was hellish. Wow, that is that is super rough, Mm -hmm. Mike. I. Worked in a um, it wasn't it was an office job, and I had to go through hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of scans and make sure that these scans of they they were basically deeds like property deeds. Yep. And instead of them putting in putting instead of them being in books because the the library was getting like too crowded. For these books to hold any more books, so they decided to put them on CD. So they, the guy would get the book and scan it, and they'd be they'd be scanning like hundreds of them. And then I was I was the person to make sure that they would be scanned correctly. And about an hour into it, I'd I'd be falling asleep. <laughs> it was it was horrible. Sounds horrible. How long did you do that? I did it for one summer. Mm-hmm. It was a my mom hooked me up with a government job. Yeah. It paid great. Yeah. But I was just like, oh my Brain god, okay, so monotonous. That, okay, so that's exactly what this article says. Fifty-two percent of the people surveyed would give up a thousand-dollar pay raise in order to do something that they thought was purposeful or meaningful. Yeah, I get that because you want to feel as though you're Listen, something larger than yourself. Okay, I, yeah. I totally identify with that. Of course, yeah. Does that? But that doesn't surprise you to see all that? Not in the least. Okay. No. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have the money, but if you're going to spend all that time, and of course you have to to have a job. You better do something that you like. Does that make you feel better about humanity? Yeah, if you put it like that, sure. Yeah, and that we're all wired for 
something bigger, something not greater, focused. beyond yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we're not just money focused, right? And yeah. we're willing to <clears throat> make a sa- and we're willing to make a sacrifice in order to do something that counts. But doesn't your heart break for people who are stuck in that situation yes. where you think day after day, year after year, decade after decade, you're doing this thing and you have to be in despair? How do you Sad. make peace with that? And then, you know, clearly there has to be other things in your life that give you joy. Talk about really focusing your joy on the Lord. Yes. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) And giving it to the Lord while you're doing that work, if you can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people just probably just fall into deep depression. Yeah. You know, when Lisa Slayton was here yesterday from the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, and if you missed any of our show yesterday or any other day, you can find us online, johnandkathyshow.com, and hook up with our podcast, or just go to iTunes and download it directly. Uh, Lisa was talking about the importance of doing personality tests. Um, but not the kind of personality test like the – what's the most famous one Anagram. online? No, no. The, the, uh, Myers-Briggs. Yes, the Myers-Briggs one, right? Um, the MCOR is one of the ones that they use at the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation. And the the thing I really love about it is it – it accesses your it's not a, it's not analyzing your personality it's analyzing what motivates you oh so that you can figure out how to maximize how god's made, how how god's made you to be and so i feel like if more people did a study like that they would end up they might end up in a job that was better suited to them yeah i guess so I mean, some people have no no choice. For sure. You take the job that you're given yep. or that falls your way because you need the benefits or that's what's right. available, your education levels, whatever, you know. Yeah, just right. get but, a job. But in our current economy, oh, we can, seem to have a lot more flexibility. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is if you're in a job that you really, really, really hate, I would recommend taking that MCOR. Mm-hmm. Find someone who can give it to you and uh, someone who's licensed to do it. And I think it can. It really helped me to figure out what it is. Did that, you? You uh-huh, did that? Uh-huh. Oh, really? I really loved it. Is that how you got here? No. Oh, okay. What? No, it just confirmed that I was in the right place. Oh, okay. When did you just did like last week? Two years ago. <laughs> what? I didn't even know about this. What if it had been something like totally different? Like you should have been a butcher, and you're like, John, I'm leaving the show. <laughs> I'm going to open up Kathy's Meats, right? Well, then, House of Brats. <laughs> well, then I would have. Could be. I'm out of the watch. Then you, you're it, done. It'd be the. Jo- I'm sick of you, man. I'm going to go and work with processed meat. Well, then it'd be the John show, and I'd give you discount salami just because we're friends. Oh, that wouldn't be so bad. Sweet. Okay, I'd take that. Very good. Coming up next, we're going to talk about J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. There's a brand new play that's coming. Um, If you love these two guys and you want to find out more about how their friendship influenced their work, stay tuned. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. How long has it been since you and your spouse got away for an evening? You know what I mean? A night where you don't have to do the cooking or wash the dishes or tell the waiting staff to go to bed. A night where you don't have to pack Cheerios and where you don't plan to run some errands on the way home. Bottom line, when was the last time you two got to just laugh together? Make room on your calendar for the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura LaFoon. You may ask, what is an ultimate date night? It's the perfect place to laugh and learn to love each other better. It's like no other marriage event you've ever been to because you'll actually enjoy it. Join us. You know you need a good laugh. 
Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, an ultimate evening of marriage edutainment. Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years, and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $1 billion of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. I'm Sarah Evans. Music has always been a huge part of my life. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It also helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it is never silenced. Learn more at itstartswithme.org. One of the joys of my life is to sit in a darkened auditorium, a theater, and watch live theater presented before me. I mean, I'm just, I love it so much. It's so absolutely fascinating to see the emotion, the story, the costumes, the set, all that take place live right in front of you. Now, David Payne was with us last year. He was at Geneva College as he brought the C.S. Lewis play. Uh, it was called My Life's Journey, an evening with C.S. Lewis. That was last year at Geneva College. He's back again at Geneva College coming up Friday, January 25th, Saturday, January 26th. This time, totally different evening. David Payne along with another actor. But David Payne joins us right now. David, my friend, how are you? Welcome back. I'm very well and glad to be coming back to uh, to Geneva College. Uh, David, you've made such a splash playing C.S. Lewis. Uh, talk about why you want to do it again. Uh, the, the what the new play, the Lewis Tolkien play. Yeah, tell us why you want to do yeah. that and why you want to continue to portray this great lion. Well, I enjoy doing it. That's for sure. Uh, if I didn't enjoy doing it, I wouldn't be able to get on the stage. But, um, I mean, Lewis is a great man, um, intriguing man, um, uh, still is one of the best-selling uh, Christian authors uh, uh, today, and a very genuine man. I mean, his relationship with Lewis, with uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, was a very crucial relationship, crucial to them both. Um, it's, it's arguable that neither of them would have been as successful as, as they were without each other. Um, and um, and the uh, strength of their friendship was um, was uh, legendary. Even though in the uh, in intervening years it cooled off uh, for a number of reasons, um, and this play just um, looks um, looks uh, then nearing the end of their lives. They come together for what will be one last time. Just had a heart attack. 
to reflect on the past, deal with some of the issues that they needed to deal with that caused ruptures in their relationship and to celebrate that friendship. David, this is one of the most... Um fruitful friendships in all of literary history. I mean, if you can imagine the world of literature, British literature, fantasy literature, without the Lord of the Rings and without the Chronicles of Narnia, I mean, it's just, it's impossible to even picture what that would be like. Uh, well, I agree with you entirely. And, um, and in fact, uh, both Lewis and Tolkien led the way in this genre. Um, uh, they... In fact, one of the reasons they started writing what they did uh, and, uh, and pursued it be- was because they didn't, they felt there wasn't that sort of material around. There wasn't that sort of literature around that they wanted to read. And if it wasn't around, well, then they better get on and write it themselves. And of course, <laughs> what has happened uh, is that t- today, 50 odd years on, 60 years on, uh, both authors are huge sellers. Um, their their books are turned into movies. Netflix um, here in America has just announced it's going to do the whole series of the Narnia Chronicles. Really? All seven books uh, refilm those. Yep, yep. They signed the contract. It's definitely going to be done. Thanks. And so the persona of both um, uh, Lewis and Tolkien just keeps rising, and will continue to do so. So, David, what's it like for you as an actor? Night after night, week after week, you get to go out and breathe life into one of these lions. Um, I, I, my guess is it doesn't get old, that the, the material is so rich and deep, there's always an opportunity to find things that are uh, otherwise henceforth unknown to you before you take the stage. Yes. Um, I don't find much new stuff these days. because I've, I've done so much research. And every now and then I'll come ag- across something that I thought, oh, I didn't know that. Um, and I'll consider whether to inter- put it into my play. But the reason I I do it is because it's, it's, it's a great um, uh, show to be able to bring to uh, audience um, audiences on a regular basis. And the, uh, the, I guess the reason I'm still doing it is because we get such a great reaction from the audience. If we didn't get it, I think I would lose the energy. But it's the audience that gives you the energy, and every audience is different, so you never get bored. Fabulous. David Payne, along with Gregory Welsh as J.R.R. Tolkien, Tolkien and Lewis, Wardrobes and Rings, explores the friendships of the two lines of 20th century British fantasy through their writings at Geneva College, Friday evening, January 25th, Saturday the 26th, 7 p.m., information online at uh, Geneva College website. Real simple to find that. It's geneva.edu for this fantastic event. David, my friend, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us here today. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you talk faster when your phone has only 1% battery left. Hey, hon, what's up? Hey, sweetie, can you pick up Kitty Litter Fabric Softener? Oh, the lemony fresh kind. And French vanilla and creamer on your way home from work. What? Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Why are you talking like that? Gotta go. I'm taking Kevin to Taekwondo and I only have a... Honey? Hello? 
Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep, real sleep, deep sleep, the kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four-pack special order today you'll receive two premium my pillows along with two go anywhere pillows plus shipping is absolutely free just enter the promo code word at mypillow.com try it and if you don't absolutely love it return it within 60 days for a full refund if you've resolved to get a better night's sleep now's the perfect time to do it use promo code word at mypillow.com and make my pillow yours today that's mypillow.com promo code word hi this is Tunch Elkin for my friends at Calusa. Calusi Chevrolet. 2019 is going to be a really big year at Calusi. Not only because they've been in business for over 100 years, but because they have some of the most popular and dependable vehicles on the road today. Stop in to check out the all-new 2019 Silverado. This month only, you can save big with 0% financing for up to 72 months on select 2018s. Check out this deal and others like it at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Just Pay Half is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Right now, get the Smokin' Hot app, a brand new app that you can use at over 40 Pittsburgh businesses. For just $25, you'll get 50 to spend at restaurants like Pasquale's Pizzeria, August Henry's, and Quiznos Subs. Get it today at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. Matt is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. To expose these malignant tumors of addiction, we must find the root causes of our disease. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. It's like taking a spiritual x-ray, MRI, or an ultrasound of our inner being. Using the pen as a surgical scalpel, we examine our behaviors, our repressed nature to find the exact nature of our illness. This is how we come out of hiding. Christians with Secret Addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD. Partly cloudy this evening, then becoming mostly cloudy later tonight. We'll stay quite cold, the low 19 degrees. Cloudy skies tomorrow with some snow at times in the afternoon and into tomorrow night, accumulating 1 to 3 inches. We do have to watch for some slippery spots. High tomorrow, 31. Low tomorrow night, 24. Cloudy skies for Sunday, high 34. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is, black gold, Texas tea. Okay, so that's a poor example of Earl Scruggs' genius. But that banjo, that sound, that song, which is the theme song, you may know this, for the Beverly Hillbillies, very popular 1960s sitcom. That banjo playing is Earl Scruggs, who was born 95 years ago this week. He's featured today on the um, the Google Doodle, which I love. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a wonderful the, idea. It's not every day that it's the Google Doodle, but it's often, probably several times a week. So that, that style that is known as the Scruggs style. It, it features, and Earl Scruggs invented this, that picks that were attached to his thumb, his index finger, and middle finger. 
became a defining characteristic of bluegrass music, the most popular style of playing the banjo in the genre. Wait, sorry, let, let, pull, pull that back up. Sorry, mate. Well, now it's time to say goodbye. Well, I just wanted to hear the vocal, sorry. Okay, anyway, so, oh, brother, where art thou? It pays homage to Earl yeah. Scruggs mm-hmm. and that band. Right? He was in, in the band um, Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Uh, they joined together in 1940. Then they became the Foggy Mountain Boys in 1948. What were they in the movie? The Foggy Bottom Boys. Foggy Bottom Boys, right. right. Which I love that. I could Listen, watch that movie any time of the day or night. I could watch it with you. Yeah. It's a funny, it funny movie. It is funny. It's sweet. It's ridiculous. It yeah. makes me laugh out loud. It makes you think. Yeah. There's like there's nothing wrong with that film. I don't think so. If you've never seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, plus you know there's some beautiful Jesus music in there too. Yep, there is. Alison Krauss. Uh, Alison Krauss. Mm-hmm. Down to the River to Pray. Is that a beautiful oh, version? Man, is it ever? I mean, the image around that isn't it? It's kind of frightening. In oh a way. my gosh! How about that being, in my opinion, Clooney at his absolute best? I, I agree, a hundred percent. You're a George Clooney fan. you got to love that. I mean, that's George Clooney at his comic, oh comic best. Over the how top. about how beautiful it is, too? The film is just beautiful. There's, mm-hmm. Again, there's nothing wrong with that movie. I don't think so, oh, either. It's uncharacteristic it. of the uh, the Coen brothers, because generally, to me, they're always a little scary. Oh, right? they're dark. Yeah. For sure. Now, there are, there are dark parts of that. You know, oh, the yeah. whole flood, it's pretty dark. Yeah, but it's not nearly as no. violent as, you know, what's, uh, what's uh, on Barton Netflix Fink? right now? What's, uh, Barton Fink is... Is that what you're t- thinking about? No. What's a... Uh, it's, it's right on Netflix right now. Mm, um, I, I don't forget, know. I forget what it is. I'm sorry, mm. but they've got a, a new Coen Brothers film is out. I mean, what's the uh, what's the one about the serial killer that won the Academy Award? With uh, there will be blood. Um, no, jeez, um, I think we'd be better <laughs> better organized. What the heck's that movie called? Yeah, there are people out in their cars screaming the answer. Does somebody know? Eight hundred. No country for old men. Oh, thank you. Good grief, that was a relief. I could get Tommy that Lee out. Jones. I mean, that's as dark a movie as you can find. Fargo. Talk yeah. about dark. Oh, brother, where art thou scares the heck out of me. Does it? Yeah. Why? Because it's so seemingly randomly evil. Hmm. That, you know, like the well, very end of that movie, when, the very end of that movie, whenever, you know, the, the antagonist comes upon those two boys riding those bikes mm-hmm. and he gets into an accident. That is the, compl- I mean, that's so shocking and that it comes out of nowhere. And then he just continues on his way. And you think, there goes evil. Mm-hmm. Evil out into the distance. But that's what the Coen brothers are always trying to get across, yeah. is that there is evil out there. They don't give you the prescription for it. All they do is outline the problem. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of No Country for Old Men, when Tommy Lee Jones is talking, and he's just looking out over this, the vast flatland. In Texas. And the feeling is, that evil is coming. And all I can think of is if you don't know Jesus in the face of knowing that's what's coming at you, yeah. then when are you going to know him? Yeah, you got that right. When are you going to know him? That's what's the – what about Fargo? I love Fargo. Do you? But it's the same picture. It's the same picture of just sickening evil. But her um, – Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand's character, she's so pure mm-hmm. in her outlook, in her conversation, in her – in her worldview, yeah. that she's, she's it, an innocent almost. She is, and her saying, you know, remember that scene? Perhaps you don't. Cause it, it, she's sitting in, in bed with her husband, and she's talking about the violence that she's seen, right. and she's just trying to figure it out. Yeah, in the, in such simple language, she's trying to say, how 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 could the? She said, because it's such a beautiful day. 
Yeah. You know, how could somebody? That's the question we're asking, though. We hear about disaster, we hear about war, we hear about random stuff, and you think, why? Right. Well, that's you know, funny you bring that up because that's what people say about September 11th. That's one of the first things. If you were in Manhattan and New yeah, York, it was City, such a beautiful day. Right. Beautiful blue sky, yeah. and, and, and then the planes flew into the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. But that—that's a particular theme. Isn't it valuable to have filmmakers that cause you to ask? The right questions. Yes, thank goodness. I would much rather see a Coen Brothers movie that challenges me to ask the right question than go to see a film that's just giving me the right answer. Yeah, or just some sort of little fluff thing. Right. Now, Coen Brothers films, if you've never seen one, are very violent. They're all rated R, and they're not anything you want to take your kid to. And you might not want to go either. But I think that there's an unbelievable, visceral sense of... Of importance, at least that's how I feel when I see one of them. Yeah, whenever I see that, you know what I think about. I I envy the, the two guys, two brothers together, in that they are both in synchronicity with each other. They both kind of have similar skill sets that complement each other. And that and, Joel Cohen married so well. Well, they just he, able, he's the one that's married to Francis, right? Right. But I just love that idea of a partnership. You know, the three of them, the the brother, the brother. Yeah. And her. And How Francis. many? I mean, she's been in a lot of their films. Right. But half of their films. You think? Imagine these guys just sitting down, you know, and, and OK, here's blah, 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 and here's the story. And, you know, that flow. I think that's like genius in a bottle somehow. Oh, and what was going on in their family that caused that mm-hmm. to, to happen in both of their them? parents influence, yeah. whatever they were you know, subjected to mm-hmm. or introduced to. I just love that so much. Were they Orthodox Jews growing up? I believe so. Remember the film A Serious Man? I never saw that. Oh, that's a good film as well. Yeah. And that's about a guy who he's a Jew, middle age crisis, trying to make some sense of things. Uh, the new Netflix film is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which it's a violent film. That's I mean, the one with all the vignettes? Yes. Six, I believe. Six different vignettes. I mean, you know, Which it's on they're Netflix. An- they're anticipating as being nominated for an Academy Award this be. year. Yeah. Uh, Frances McDormand was nominated. I think she won the Best Actress Oscar, as oh, I she remember, did, yeah, for she the, did. Ebbing, the billboards outside Three, Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. Was that, that wasn't their film, though? No. Okay, she just no. starred in it. Yeah. Do you enjoy her as a performer? Very much so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, always. I think she's terrific. Yeah, she's had a long, very successful career. And she's, she's outside the box. Yes. With how is. she presents herself, what clothes she wears, what she's... Did you see her last year during the award ceremony? She looked awful. She looked she was like snowshoeing somewhere in the Yukon. <laughs> I love her, though. Walking in outside. I really, really love I her. I do. I love her a lot. What do you think is your favorite performance of hers? Boy, there's so many. Uh, holy smokes. Because you've seen way more than I have. Uh, I can't say. I know. I've got to be honest. Um, Did you see the billboards at Nubbings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that? I, I liked it a lot. It was very pointed. I mean, holy smokes, was it ever deeply pointed, very political. Yeah, but I, I liked it. I don't have an answer for I that. really love her in Fargo. I just love just her character, yeah. the cop. I think she is Wasn't just, she the TV show as well? I think she was. I never saw the TV show. I heard it was pretty good. Yeah. It's still on. I think I it think. is. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, that's our, our vague notion of Francis McDormand, the Cohen brothers, Earl Scruggs, and whomever else came across our path. Oh, what a great song. Yeah. Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the robe and crown Good Lord, show me the way 
101.5 WORD. Working with Cross International, thousands of children in Haiti are condemned to a life of poverty because of no education. Why? Because families earning less than $2 a day can't spare money to buy shoes, school books, or supplies. They need every penny for survival. There is an answer. Word FM and Cross International, working with Christian schools, are providing an education, breaking the cycle of poverty for these children. If everybody does a little thing, at the end of the day, it does a big, a big thing. Your gift of $88 sends a child to school. 22 more feeds them lunch for a year. Now I will have a better future. Learn more now at wordfm.com slash cross. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, snuggling up to a nice, warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves, and heifers out in the elements, milk the 100-cow herd twice a day, and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm, no matter what the weather is. Winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts, too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all-natural, farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as the mediator for that executor to understand the law. We sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Hi, this is Tunch Yelkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. 2019 is going to be a really big year at Calusi, not only because they've been in business for over 100 years, but because they are launching the all-new, totally redesigned Chevy Silverado truck. And while supplies last, you can save over $11,200 on select 2018 Silverado pickups when you finance with GM Financial and qualify with a current GM lease. Check out this deal and others like it at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Long before online retailers started stuffing beds into boxes, the original mattress factory was shaking up the mattress industry. We raised the bar on quality with our hand-built American-made mattresses and sold them factory direct for a fraction of the cost of the mainstream brands. In an industry full of gimmicks and sketchy sales tactics, the original mattress factory has stayed true to what we've always been. Great beds, no bull. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. When you think of Jesus, you don't often think of Jesus as being a smarty pants. A little sarcastic, you know, sort of side 
But the fact of the matter is, Jesus did use sarcasm to make a point. Uh, joining us right now, uh, Jason Bradley's with us. Jason is the uh, the content strategist for something called Overthink Group, and he wrote this piece that we loved at Relevant, Four Times Jesus Used Sarcasm to Make a Point. Hey, Jason, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Real good. Thanks for coming along. All right, Jason, so you and I are both Generation Xers. Um, Mike, our producer, is a millennial, and so you can imagine how I try to pick on him on a daily basis. He deserves it. Just to kind of, you know, even things out. It's heartbreaking when they just look at you with tears in their eyes, isn't it? Right. (laughs) Or they mock you behind your back, which might be what happens here more often than not. Um, You you talk at the beginning of your article, Jason, about the differences between generations and how those of us who are Generation Xers like pick on people like Mike. Uh Uh-huh. And? Yeah. Generation Xers, it's kind of a weird group. Like, everybody talks about boomers and millennials, and we were kind of just shoved into the middle of that group. And, uh, and we kind of dealt with life by developing this this weird pessimism and cynicism about the world around us. Um, and I think one of the reasons you hear so much talk about millennials is they kind of approach life with an optimism and passion that we find kind of off-putting. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're too, because we're so we're, we're, we're too busy being cynical, sarcastic, and slightly removed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's kind of a dissociation that we've developed. What happened there? Was that the parents' fault? Was that the boomers like messing you guys up? Uh, you know, I I really don't know. I, I I'd love to put my fake sociologist hat on, but I just I really couldn't I really couldn't say what the what it was. The disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so tell me how sarcasm has worked in your own life. I mean, it's part of your vernacular, your, your vernacular, or your career, or your calling. Well, sarcasm is one of those things, and the, the article that I wrote is kind of a. Uh, sticking up for the idea of sarcasm, especially biblically, because I think that a lot of times when we approach the Bible, we have this idea that Jesus talked in measure tones all the time and never got upset <laughs> and never had a, right. a crossword to say. Um, and we tend to look down on the use of sarcasm. It is abused, and I tend to abuse it more often than I should. Um, it's not something that you want to liberally lather on everything, but it has its place, and I think Jesus used it really well, and I think with a specific purpose in mind. So what was his purpose? So, I mean, sarcasm can be a weapon that we you can easily unleash on someone, and it ha- can have irreparable results. Yes, absolutely. So talk about the converse of that. How did Jesus use it in, in a way that promoted healing or awareness? Well, I think that one of the things you need to think about with sarcasm is the means of the end that you're trying to achieve by using it. You know, if I use sarcasm with a peer, you know, it can be it can go either way depending on the relationship. If I use sarcasm on people that have less influence than I do or maybe in a more uh, minority position than I am, it can be really cutting and painful. But when you use sarcasm in a, in a way to disarm those in power above you, it can be really powerful. And I think that Jesus used that with the Pharisees a lot. You know, the Pharisees had a lot of power and influence and intimidated people. And Jesus used sarcasm in group settings as a way to not only challenge their thinking, to set them back a little bit, but also to tell the people around him, you don't need to be intimidated by these guys. You know? Yeah, yeah. So go after them with with your wit, 
Because you can. So, so talk about this. G- give us an example of Jesus, you know, sort of bringing it along. Um, well, one of, the, one, of, one of the things that Jesus said all the time is when a Pharisee would come and ask him a question, his immediate response would be, have you not read? Mm-hmm. And which is really one of the funniest questions to ask the Pharisee, because their whole life was about reading. Like, they prided themselves on knowing the Old Testament and being familiar with what it said. So, have you not read is kind of a little bit of a Slap. stick in the side, you know, because everybody knows that they've read. Um, one of my favorites that I use in the article is uh, there's a there's a part point in John 10 when um, there's kind of a power struggle and the Jews are picking up rocks to stone him. And Jesus says, uh, hey, I've showed you many good works from the Father. Could you tell me which one you're planning to stone me for? <laughs> okay, I would never have, I mean, I've read that passage tons of times. Sure. I would have never read that That's in the tone that you just read it in. It's funny because we don't, I mean, we typically, especially when we approach Scripture, it's hard to read it with any kind of tone besides, you know, kind of this removed tone. Paul, not so much, because he was pretty acerbic and kind of sardonic in the way that he approached things. But Jesus, you know, we tend to kind of use the tone that we see in every Jesus movie that's, like, just completely flat and monotone. Right. Now, please don't tell me that you're going to go, instead of being a red-letter Christian, you're going to be a sarcasm Christian, and there's going to be the new sarcasm Bible. That's probably how we're Everything's going to be in red that's sarcastic. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely not. No, I, and I, I would hate for an article like this to be uh, a license for people to just be cruel and cutting to each other, because that, that really isn't the point. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so then what do we learn, then? If if Jesus could be sarcastic um, in a way that's helpful, I mean, can we be sarcastic in a way that's helpful? Uh, I think that, that one of the things we learn is that it. The Bible uses all kind of polemics, and when we when we have conversations with people and we approach things in different ways, um, we need to be thoughtful about our tone of voice and the way that we uh, address someone. And if we're going to use something like sarcasm, there there should be a point to it, and not just to cut them down or to put them on the spot and make them feel stupid. Um, that's one of the first things I learned. And the second thing I learned is you know the Bible is just super rich with you know stories about people and how they interacted and throughout the New Testament there are a lot of com- there are a lot of comments that are jokes and are kind of funny. I was just reading this morning in Acts nineteen, Luke tells a story about this chaos that breaks out in, in Greece and he says, uh, the assembly was in confusion, some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people didn't even know why they were there. And I thought, wow, that that's like Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Now, you bring up in your article, Jason, uh, Jim Halpert, who looked in the camera at the office and, you know, allowed us to see that he realized the absurdity of what was going on all around him, right? Right. And without Jim doing that, and he was, I mean, uh, several other people did it, but he was the person who did it the most. Without him doing that, the whole tenor of the show is different, and the whole thing of what you're supposed to get out of it is different, right? So is sarcasm essential? I think it is. I think I, I think that it adds something really valuable to life. And, and the Jim Halpert example is perfect. I think you, you summed it up well. You know, it's helpful to have those moments when you can say in not so many words, you know, we all recognize that this is nonsense, right? Right. 
You know, and I think that that's, I think that that really does have a value. And if you can't realize it's nonsense, then you're missing what's going on here. Right. And if you can't realize it's, it's nonsense, it's helpful to have somebody around you that's kind of, you know, giving you the Jim Halpert look and cluing you right. in. Yeah, you helping know. you along. That's good. Right. Right. Okay. Last question for you, Jason. What happened? I mean, how has this helped you? Because sometimes you're going to be the person who's, you know, kind of the prophet who's seeing something that's wrong and calling it out. But oftentimes you're going to be the person who's called out or your group right. or your tribe is going to be the person who's called out. Sure. Yeah. And absolutely. made fun of and, you know. Well, I think that, you know, I, there's, there's lessons on both sides. On one side, I, I, I recognize the fact that, it, you know, it's important for me to call out, I'm going to use the term those in power, you know, to speak truth to power for the benefit of the people around me. Um, it doesn't always do a lot of good to confront them face-to-face and have these arguments. You know, I mean, you look at the culture right now, it's, it's almost impossible to talk about what a fact is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but what you can do is say, doesn't this seem silly in not so many words? So that's one of the benefits of sarcasm. But I need to recognize that I, I have to be willing to receive it as yeah. well. And, that, and having thick enough skin that um, I'm willing to have someone else point out how absurd I'm being or how ridiculous my argument is. Right. So maybe you don't take yourself or your group as seriously as you might have done before. What if we stop taking everything so seriously? Wouldn't that be nice? Can we start that club? Please, please. Yeah. Hey, Jason, thanks for being with us. I mean, it's it's really well done. Jason Bradley online at jasonbradley.com. The times that Jesus used sarcasm? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Relevant Magazine. That's where you can find more. Also, jasonbradley.com. Take a break. Come back. Stop taking it so serious. Come on, John. Relax. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. How can you draw Closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. 
Long before online retailers started stuffing beds into boxes, the original Mattress Factory was shaking up the mattress industry. We raised the bar on quality with our hand-built American-made mattresses and sold them factory direct for a fraction of the cost of the mainstream brands. In an industry full of gimmicks and sketchy sales tactics, the original Mattress Factory has stayed true to what we've always been. Great beds, no bull. Stop by an original Mattress Factory store or visit OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. If you're wondering how kids can be truly educated when God, Scripture, and prayer are removed from the classroom, well, wonder no more because you have choices nearby and you'll find them on the map at PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. On yesterday's program, John brought up a news story that I have to admit, I... I had a hard time believing. What? What do you mean? The news story was that people are increasingly choosing not an SUV, but a station wagon. No, wait a second. No, wait, put no, it in context. Put no, it in context. Okay. I said last year mm-hmm. 290,000 station wagons were sold in the United States. Now, clearly, that's a tiny drop in the bucket. However, it's a huge increase from five years ago. Mm-hmm. So all You were saying in perspective, it was a trend. You're saying it's a trend. I'm saying it could be a trend. Uh-huh. Wait, now, now, what are you, hashtag no, listen, fake no, news? All I'm saying Wrong. is... That, oh. <laughs> oh, please. Come on. Is that I didn't believe you yesterday, but then I open up today's Wall Street Journal. And? And there's, you know, it's Friday, so there's, a, there's a, a car review, the 2019 Volvo V60. Guess what it says? Oh, yeah, it's a nice car. Why it's time to trade your crossover for a station wagon. Hello. Hello. Yeah, but oh, what's, that, what's that Volvo go for? That's a C60. You can also get a C90. I think it starts around 40. Uh, it starts at 43.4 uh-huh. as tested at 54.6. Are you kidding me? Okay, but this is what this is what uh, Dan Neal says. Okay, Dan says. He wrote the review yeah, of the he wrote Volvo the review. C60. I, us- I usually encourage consumers to buy station wagons instead of crossovers and SUVs. Hmm. Thank you, Dan. It's a man of wisdom. I don't think he is. Yes, he is. I've I, been I've been trumpeting the station wagon forever, I, forever. I, I can't believe that you. Why, why would you not get on board with this? I told you that they make me feel cold, <laughs> which makes absolutely zero sense. Listen, cold. when I'm sitting in the car, there's just all that vacant space behind what me. What are you talking I just, about? I feel like it's dark back there. It's, what? I do. You drive an Equinox. There's probably more vacant space no, behind you. No, because there's you. a seat there, and then it's. It's just an interior. Then you have to to get into the back. You either have to pull the seat down, or you what can't. Make, what do you think? I'm, I'm hauling the state of Montana behind me. I don't think so. Different. It's not different. Not at all. Anyway, it's the same thing. Don't you want to hear what Dan says? Please. For the first reason, 
Station wagons, he says, are better handling and safer with a lower center of gravity. That is completely true. I have no doubt about that. B, more fuel efficient, Mm -hmm. being lighter with lower aero drag. Yep. Me and the aero drag, we got a real good thing. (laughs) C, more space efficient per footprint. You'd be surprised what I can fit in that thing. I actually would not be surprised. I think that that, I think you're right about that. Mm. My car, you cannot get a lot in it. That's a gigantic car. Your car's probably twice the size of my car. I don't think it is. It feels like it. I bet. I, I bet it. you I can get less in my car than you can get in really? yours. Hmm. Okay. However, you can get a heck of a lot more in my Chevy Equinox than I could in my old Nissan Murano, really? which was not only the most expensive car I've ever Ooh, driven, right. but also the most dog. inefficient when it came to packing. What you know, a lemon. You know what I miss on the station wagons? What? The wooden strip. Mike, that was way before your time. Like right? the Woody wagons. Yeah, the Woodies. We what, had one of what about if you put some wood paneling on your current station wagon? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, well, I get like you know what uh, the nail stuff, like the the caulking. Who's stuff. the guy? Who's the guy who paints cars really badly? Earl Shive. Earl Shive. Okay. What about if we got Earl Shive to do like a, some kind of paint, or like wood treatment on the side? Well, maybe. How about some contact paper? <laughs> Remember contact paper. That would be great, yeah. especially in the winter months. Earl Scheib used to paint a car for $29, and they probably looked like it. Well, listen, um, when we were early in our marriage and very low on funds, we had Earl Scheib paint one of our cars. Did you? Uh-huh. What? Yes, we did. We had Earl Scheib paint it. I think it was like $79 or something. Really? I wonder if Earl Scheib, Earl Scheib is still around. Well, I think he is because there's always a market. Because we, you know, we were part of that market. Yeah. Uh, the next day after we got it painted, I was getting gas at Giant Eagle, mm-hmm. and some guy was walking past me to go up and buy cigarettes <laughs> or something, and he was like, "Nice Earl Shy paint job." <laughs> oh, great! So I thought was hard. Oh yeah, being heckled by a stranger because you're a paint job. That's good. Earl Shy was born in 1908, lived till 1992. Uh, what? Apparently, it's still open. They're still in Earl Shy on uh-huh. 65 in Emsworth, really? right, really? Mike? That's right. That's where that's where we went. Really? I think I might uh, take my XV tro- Crosstrek Subaru in and, there, in there, and get a get a. Uh, a piece Here's of- the problem with it: is when you're in there, you always tend to think it's not going to look that bad. Yeah. Like when you're picking out your paint color, you think, "Well, I'll pick that one because that's not going to look that bad." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it really does. It really doesn't look good until it actually comes out. Oh, we went blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. We went. We went like was uh, it like bright blue. It was like a medium blue, but then when it was all over the car, it seemed very bright. Uh huh. Yeah, I bet. Very, very bright. Do you regret that instantly as soon as you saw the car? <laughs> well, pretty much. Uh-huh. But, you know, for the amount that we paid, you know, what you think you're getting a miracle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In 1999, Earl Shaw began closing branches and selling company-owned properties to show a profit to shareholders. The organization reduced the number of its shops as a result of this practice, with most of its remaining centers in the western states where rust and corrosion are less likely to be a problem. Mm-hmm. On February of 2009, Earl Scheib and Kelly Capital LLC, a private equity firm, announced the signing of the merger agreement. And so beginning in July of 2010, the company closed locations and franchised off the remaining locations. The modern Earl Scheib centers now offer paint jobs and most of today's Scheib shops, shops, Scheib shops, I'll say that five times fast, and most of today's Scheib shops also offer custom painting, collision repair, and pinstriping. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm going to get some pinstripes on my wagon. That did not come oh, yeah. with whatever we... The pinstripes. Yeah, that was not with our 69.95. Who doesn't thing. like a pinstripe? No, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, coming up in just a little bit is uh, the Projecting Hope Film Festival. It's uh, January 25th through the 27th, so it's the end of the month. And we're so excited about that because Word FM is once again the official radio sponsor of the Projecting Hope Film Festival. Yep. we got three days of free, God-honoring, inspirational movies at four different theaters. North for Sales, Robinson, Pittsburgh Mills, and Chartiers Valley. You'll be able to see movies like I Can Only Imagine, Unbroken, Indivisible, the new movie Breakthrough, and all of them for free. For theaters, tickets, and the complete lineup, go to wordfm.com. Com and find us on Facebook or Twitter, yes. and uh, you'll see a video we made to that effect. Oh, it's a, a preview thanking you to come to the movie theater. It's actually a bunch of uh, of outtakes. Yeah, that's the ride home with John and Kathy on Facebook. It's yeah, this is what happens. making at its best. New Mike said this is what happens when we ask John and Kathy to film 10 seconds of video. Mm, that's sad. Can't believe he said it that way. Hey, next, we're going to talk about DNA tests. Would you do that? 23andMe and whatnot? Have you signed up for it yet? Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. In the continuing battle over the border wall and the government shutdown, President Trump says he probably won't use his executive power to call a national emergency. Now, the easy solution is for me to call a national emergency. I could do that very quickly. I have the absolute right to do it, but I'm not going to do it so fast because this is something Congress should do. Mr. Trump spoke Friday at the White House during a meeting with state and local leaders about border security and safe communities. Meanwhile, Congress has voted to make sure some 800,000 federal employees affected by the partial government shutdown will be paid after it ends. On Wall Street today, the Dow down by six points to 23,996. The Nasdaq dropped 15. The S&P lower by one. And then oil dropped a dollar today to 51.59 a barrel. This is SRN News. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep, real sleep, deep sleep, the kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four pack special. Order today. You'll receive two premium my pillows along with two go anywhere pillows. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. Just enter the promo code word at mypillow.com. Try it. And if you don't absolutely love it, return it within 60 days for a full refund. If you've resolved to get a better night's sleep, now's the perfect time to do it. Use promo code word at mypillow.com and make my pillow yours today. That's mypillow.com. Promo code word. If you could just talk to someone. It would make all the difference in the world. I mean, really open up and lay it out there. You would be amazed at how much progress you could make by talking to someone with your same Christian values, someone with wisdom and insight. I know you think there's no one you can really open up to, but there is Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a team of licensed Christian counselors who will help you through your issue. They want to give you a free week just so you can try them out. You can begin a conversation when you're ready by texting. 
text or phone, even video conferencing from the comfort of your own home. And your first week is free. Why not give it a try? If it's not for you, you can cancel during your first week and not pay a dime. Go to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. It's so easy to get started and your first week is free. Go to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge, January 25th through 27th. Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to select area theaters. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. Featuring the best faith-focused films of 2018. Plus exclusive pre-release screenings for 2019. Like Run the Race from executive producer Tim Tebow. And the highly anticipated Easter release breakthrough made possible by Geneva College. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for times and locations. Sponsored by Calusi Chevrolet, Grace Wellness Center, and J&D Waterproofing. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. Partly cloudy this evening, then becoming mostly cloudy later tonight. We'll stay quite cold, below 19 degrees. Cloudy skies tomorrow with some snow at times in the afternoon and into tomorrow night, accumulating 1 to 3 inches. We do have to watch for some slippery spots. High tomorrow, 31. Low tomorrow night, 24. Cloudy skies for Sunday, high 34. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for being with us Friday afternoon. Look, the sun, I mean, it's still light out. It is still light out, and I love that. Yes. Because we're cruising, too. The the long days, the warm days, the fact that you can make your dinner outside on your grill at 830 and just hang out. It's cold in January, but we we do see brighter days ahead. I wonder how, how soon... Pitchers and catchers report. When would that I be? just saw Rob like Beer Temple talking. He just said on Twitter a couple days ago how long it was. It's forty days. Oh, 40 days until they report. Yeah. So that's mid. I wonder. Uh, I always thought it was like February thirteenth or that. I don't remember exactly what day he posted it, but I remember reading it. Okay, fine. And I gave him a like. Yeah. You know, you'll like. <laughs> was that on Facebook? Oh no, it was on Twitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. John, is it too early for me to tell you? Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Hey! It's five minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Yeah, Friday's good. It's also, uh, strangely enough, National Milk Day. Why is that strange? I don't know. What do you mean? Well, because when you like have national, like yesterday was National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that, you Which know, is also a milk product. It is a good point. Is there, no, is there milk in bittersweet chocolate? There's oh, milk and oh, milk wait, chocolate. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe you're right. Because you're saying milk chocolate. I don't think there is milk and bittersweet chocolate. There's got to be. Why? Is I there... thought there's milk and all chocolate. Is there That's milk and all they chocolate? They make it. Wait, they make all chocolate with milk? Hey, we're like three minutes into the yeah. show already. We're stumped. Quite. Oh, we're in trouble. Clearly, this is a <laughs> Friday. Figure it out, somebody. What the heck? You're going to go crazy. All right. I, 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 
Oh, let's pause while Kath Googles Listen, something. Listen, what do you expect? I can you name all I, types of different... You think I have a researcher? I can nope. name types of milk, like soy milk. Okay, listen. It says that, according to the internet, you've heard of it. <laughs> it says, my source, the internet... <laughs> really? I want to source this, please. Is there a footnote here? Yes, it's the internet. It's my footnote. All of the internet. At least I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I could have acted like I just really? like retrieved this from the back oh, of my mind. Oh, this is from Herb Smithton from the Chronicle <laughs> Online. <laughs> I thought it was from Kathy's blog. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that a cut? Oh. Because I'm supposed to be putting more blog posts on. Oh. Thanks, Mike. Oh. Boy, it's a pain to have a producer, I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure is. Quit holding us accountable, please. <laughs> Some dark chocolates may contain small amounts of milk, but not enough to be called milk chocolate. Really? Would that be evaporated milk, condensed milk? Whole milk. I mean, how deep do you want me to read milk? into this? No, Hemp okay. milk. No, no. There's all kind of milks, aren't there? Coconut milk. No, but oh, have you? Do you like coconut milk? That's a good question. I'm of two minds. Yeah. I don't want to drink it on its own at all. Really? It makes me kind of gag. However, I did have a latte at a coffee shop with coconut that was made with coconut really? milk, and it kind of tasted like a Mounds Bar. Oh, it was like oh, a mocha. It was like nice. a mocha latte, but made with coconut milk. Huh. And in that respect, I was behind nice. it. Why? Do you like it? Well, I don't know where this comes from, but my dad occasionally—this is so weird, like a weird childhood memory. You know, I, like my dad, kind of like uh, he would, you know, come home once in a while holding a coconut, and we all thought, you know, all seven kids would want we'd get around the coconut and go, "What the heck." Where's the coconut? And then he would like take a hammer and smash it, and then we'd pour the milk into a glass. We'd all take a sip of it, and then drink like the raw coconut from the shell. With that was like a family outing for us. It's like a Friday night. Hey, Dad's bringing home the coconut. Oh, really? Again? We just did this like six months ago. <laughs> the coconuts here. Oh, get the hammer. Okay. Just take a sip. Just a little. Hey, you took two sips. Okay, you can have more of the shell then. Okay. Did y'all go to bed early after that? <laughs> we might have stayed up and watched Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Just say We may have. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I digress. National Milk Day. Mm-hmm. It's National Milk Day. Um, what kind of milk do you like are there things that you do ever are you like you can't go to bed at night unless you have a warm glass of milk <laughs> yeah uh uh-huh. yeah that's me <laughs> can't go to bed at night if i have a warm glass of milk no um i like i like um two percent in my cereal who drinks a warm glass of milk Some like, does anybody do. do that anymore people do okay i like two percent in my cereal i like whole milk in my coffee Oh, why don't you just use half and half? Sometimes I do. If I don't have half and half, I'm, I'll happily use whole milk. But generally, I use half and so half. So you have you always have whole milk in your refrigerator? More often than not. Mike? Yeah. Grass-fed oh, grade okay. A milk. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, Me even grass? What are you two? Grass-fed organic milk. Where are you oh, yeah. all? It's what does so that good. cost? Like, Is that 45 bucks a gallon? 369 Yeah. For a gallon or a half, half gallon? gallon? It's worth it. It is worth why it. Why is it worth it? It tastes... Mike, am I lying? No, you're not. It, it's it tastes so, so much good. better. Wait, wait. It really does. Grass-fed what? Grass-fed organic whole, milk. Whole milk? Mm-hmm. No. I, I get skim. I get oh. I get the Organic Valley whole grass-fed milk. Mm-hmm. You, I, I despise skim milk. Oh, Seriously. Yeah, I if, don't mind it. If like the Nazis came in and they were like, <laughs> drink this glass or otherwise, I, I would I, I acquiesce. And I despise it. It's like milk water. Yeah. It's worse than coconut milk. I like it. I'm I like you. it. 
I don't like thick milk. I don't like whole milk at all. I don't like what? too. Don't? It's too thick. It kind of makes well, me. Well, no. What, if no. you're drinking whole milk, I mean skim milk. Of course, everything's th- thick by comparison. Yeah. yeah. But what about like you know almond milk, which is not really milk. Right. I think almond milk is absolutely flat out delicious. Really? As long as it's the sweetened kind. Yes. I think it's like dessert. I love to I love to drink it for dessert. What? So almond good. milk? Is so do really? you think so, Mike? I agree. It is so really? before I found good. out about about the organic valley grass fed milk, that's what I used to drink. The organic mm-hmm. or the uh Sweetened almond milk. Are you guys Vanilla millennials? Almond milk you're both. Good, you're both millennials. No, I'm a Generation Xer. What is going no, on? We, I, we just, you know, we we have a refined palate. We tend to our temple. Refined palate. Mm. Your temple. Did you just say we tend to our <laughs> you temple? You did say that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> when we were kids, like a dessert for us was a banana in milk. Okay, with sugar on top. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. If you sprinkle sugar on that, it's I am. Fine. I am so in. Yeah, milk. I am banana. absolutely in. Good to okay, go. how about this? Chocolate milk from the Springhouse. Oh my gosh. Mike, have you ever had that? I haven't. Oh, Mike. I haven't. haven't? I tried the ice cream there, which was amazing. Listen. No, hold on. You will lose your we mind. Really? What is it? What did they – it's like – No, no. We've talked – here, here we're doing like a commercial. A I know. We're, we're going to talk to Marcia a little us. bit. No. We're gonna, Marcia's going to join us in just a minute. Seriously, she says they do nothing to that milk it other than – It is unbelievable. They don't add any sugar. Well, talk about thick. Well, of course they add sugar to it. It's chocolate milk. Yeah. Well, no, they would just have a chocolate cow. No, I mean, no, but the, you know, there's something that, that that to me is viscous. Yeah, it is. It's very thick. That's whole. That's got to be whole milk, right? Of course, it is. It has to eggs be in it. How how about our former receptionist Bernie, yep. who we miss every single day? Bernie. We love you, Bernie. Do you remember what she used to do with it? No. She used to put. She used to put a glass of. Uh, she'd fill up a glass with ice. She'd pour half of the Springhouse chocolate milk and half Coke. Oh, that's right. What? Oh, yeah. Listen to mm-hmm. me. It mm-hmm. looked awful, and I thought, I've how dare it. you do it? Once you taste it, you're going to be totally in. Yeah, yeah. Where were we the other day? Someone was telling me they did a straw. They do strawberry milk. Remember strawberry milk? Oh, the uh, was that was Yahoo, wasn't it? Wasn't that a kind of? It was like a pre. Wasn't Yahoo? It was Nestle. It was, it was Nestle. Nestle. You're yeah. right. So they would do strawberry milk, and then they would add real strawberries into the milk. See, that would be good. Except, I don't like that strawberry milk. If you put, if you That's add the real artificial. strawberries in, it's going to show up the fact that the strawberry milk doesn't taste exactly, anything like strawberries. Right. But remember when you were a kid? The oh, strawberry I thought milk that was, was the oh, absolute best. It was very exotic. If my parents bought that, or if they bought Tang, I tang. felt I I thought this is this is the greatest shopping trip ever. Yeah, we never had Tang. Better than Ovaltine. No, no. <gasps> don't you pick on Ovaltine? Oh, it's like chalk. Uh, no. See that Ovaltine is my nightly drink. What? You drink Ovaltine every night? Yes. Really? That's my treat. Really? Once I gave up, you know, desserts. That's sad. Ovaltine? Rich chocolate Ovaltine. How dare you look down your nose? Really? I just that makes me gag. I I'm love like, it. I don't feel good. I right love now. it. I have to have it at all times. If I ever <coughs> if I ever, That's- ever run out before I have a next one open, I, I get into a little bit of a panic. Ovaltine. Yes, rich chocolate Ovaltine. I bet you I had Ovaltine in 1967. Listen, that's seriously. I'll that's make a- it for you now, and you're going to be like, "This is so amazing." Really? All right. Okay, we digress. We are. We're Today's gonna- National Milk Day. Yeah. By the so way. happy National Milk Day. We're going to yeah. talk to Marsha in just a little bit, and then okay. after that, we're going to talk about DNA testing. This so is like something 23andMe, Ancestry.com. Right. Have has anybody in our audience done a DNA test? Because we we started to talk about this a couple of days ago, and so since that time we've been reading about this, 
there's some really heartbreaking stories about people who have had these DNA tests done and discovered that they are not who they thought they were or their family is not right. their family. All sorts of odd and sort of heartbreaking yeah, stories. They, they really are. They really are. There's there's a Facebook group which is dedicated and welcome. They welcome people who have done a DNA test and found out that one of their parents is not their parent. What's it called? NEP, not expected parent face group, Facebook group. What the heck? Yeah. So we're kind of interested to talk about DNA testing, what it is that people are looking for. And we'd love to open up the phone lines to you. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Have you done a DNA test? And if so, how's it turned out? 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. Happy New Year! Where a new year means lots of new music. New, new, new music. New music from Hawk Nelson. Never let you down. Is there all of this time and I've never let you down? Yes, I will. By Vertical Worship. Oh, yes, I will. And Pat Barrett. Build my life. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. On 101.5 WORD. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Baby, it's cold outside baby it's cold outside brr isn't it chilly hi it's me marcia from the spring house snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup winter on our farm means my brother sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows calves and heifers out in the elements milk the hundred cow herd twice a day and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm no matter what the weather is winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking, featuring all-natural, farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724 or springhousemarket.com. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plug-In Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-In Pest Free is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? 
Plug-in Pest Free is 100% chemical free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com today. The January 4th edition of the Wall Street Journal, there was a, an article that kind of piqued our interest about... Danny Shapiro, she's a prolific novelist and memoirist, and she's written about all sorts of things over the years, but just recently, she wrote a book about ancestry. And she said it's always been something that she's been kind of obsessed with, the idea of family, the idea of genetics, the idea of where she came from, but she couldn't actually say why it was so interesting to her. Um, but then she did one of those you know, home DNA tests. Yeah doesn't say which one she did, but it did lead her to a shocking discovery. The man who raised her, the person to whom she felt most closely connected, was actually not her biological father. Hmm. So her new book is called Inheritance, and uh, it talks about this sort of thing. And just the, the, the shock that was to her system, the fact that when she found out this information, her father had already died, so she couldn't ask him about it, and her mother did not want to talk about it. Wow. Now, interestingly enough, in her own story, and I won't give you all the details um, because you can read it for yourself, but she was able to track down her biological father through several means, and she found out that he had been a sperm donor at a fertility clinic that specialized in artificial insemination. Her mother's closest friend told her that her parents had struggled to have a child and pursued fertility treatments, but the friend had always assumed that Mr. Shapiro was her actual biological father. Quote, it's rare at the age of 54 to have an entirely new narrative about oneself, she said. She felt unmoored. Quote, you're still you, I tell myself again and again and again, even though it rapidly became clear I wasn't. Wow. I would imagine learning something like this, which as we've done our reading research to talk about this, this is not an isolated incident. There is a, 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 face, a Facebook group that has more than 3,000 members that are specifically as a support group for people just like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, story after story of, I thought that I was one of five children. It turns out that I'm the youngest of uh, the youngest here, but I'm, I'm only half sibling and I'm, I'm connected to people. I have no idea who they were or are who are now part of my extended family. So these kits, when they came out, I think, I think the kits really sort of hit the marketplace maybe five or six years ago in earnest. There was a lot of consternation, not about something like this, but about the health results that would be mm -hmm. revealed that would show that you have a genetic disposition to this sort of disease, which would cause a lot of fear and consternation among people. Now, that's not so much what you hear today. What you hear is more things like this. And of course, the, the, how many major players, and we saw this over the Christmas break on you know national media and whatnot, they sold these kits like nobody's business for Christmas gifts. Mm -hmm. Something like um, what? Um, you know, Amazon's in this. 23andMe, Ancestry.com, Living DNA, Home DNA, National Geographic, My Hair Heritage DNA, uh, and they run the gamut from $199 to $59, and some, of course, prices in between. The interesting thing to us is that we're clearly looking for something. So, 
when you sign up for yeah, this. Yeah, so and I'm saying we as in our culture. Right. Um, what are we looking for? We're looking, I believe, as a place that we belong. Because some of these go back a thousand years. So I want to see the imprint of who I am a thousand years ago so in wait, well, Cork so, County, Ireland. Okay, so you think we're looking for our place? Our tribe. We talk about this often. What? Who is our mm-hmm. tribe? Our, we're looking for our ancient tribe. Where did we derive from? And what is the story? Because everyone wants to tell their family story. How many, you know, uh, amateur genealogy sleuths are among us? There's always one in every, every one family, right? Oh, you're connected to, remember, Aunt Ellie is married to Uncle Ed and they, but da, da, da. Everybody's got that down for the families, you know. I, I love this. So you think it's a search for your tribe? Yes. I think it might be a search for identity. I need to find out who I am. I am in the mix. Okay. 800-320-8255. If you were gifted one of these DNA kits. If you purchased one. If you've got a story about it. If it turned out differently than you expected, or you're so glad you learned X or Y, or you wished you'd never done it, we'd love to hear from you. 800-320-8255. Okay, let's go to the phones and talk to Mark. Hey, Mark, thanks for hanging in there for a long time. What's your story? Hey, hey no problem. Yeah, uh, my wife, her, uh, my wife did the DNA kit and then I did it, uh, a few months after she did. But she did it because her father had been adopted, uh, from Italy and his parents were both from Italy and he was adopted by an Italian family here. And this guy is Mr. Italiano. I mean, he has the Italian flags. He listens to the Italian music. He's like, 100% Italian and proud of it kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my wife does the DNA. And she finds out that she is um, 28% Syrian Lebanese, and she's 24% Italian, and she's 3% Jewish, and then she's all over the world with the rest of her DNA. So she got her dad to do it, and her dad did it, and he was um, 32% Lebanese and Syrian, and it just bummed him out so bad. Oh, no. Oh, because he, he, was, he, he wasn't he, as Italian he as he, anybody. he wasn't as Italian as he thought he was. Right, right. And so he doesn't tell anybody. He still act, tells everybody he's Italian. You know, he's Ferraro. And, you know, and, uh, but it bummed him out, and he doesn't even bring it up. When someone else is talking about the DNA, Ancestry.com, or 23andMe, or whatever, he doesn't even... He doesn't even bring it up. Oh, that's really so, interesting. But I thought it was really cool that my wife was 3% of her DNA went all the way back to the Holy Land. I'm thinking, my wife had relatives walking around with Jesus. That's you know, cool. Like, that maybe, is cool. which is just, I was, so I did mine. I, my grandfather had told me when I was a little kid that I was 8% American Indian. He said his great-grandmother was, um, was, a, was an Indian, uh, full-blooded American Indian. So anyway, I did my DNA, and it came out, I am... <laughs> 66% Irish Scotch, and I'm 34% the rest of that little area there, Wales and England oh, and sure, yeah. Germany and France. I mean, I'm like 100% of me is right in that one little spot where my wife, she was all over the world, you know, and I was I was so excited to find out how much American Indian I had in me, which is zero. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. Good story. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I figured because three of my four grandparents have been here since the 16 and 1700s. So I thought, man, I am a total mutt. You know, I'm yeah. Heinz 57. I'm going to have all this interesting DNA. And you know what? I'm just, they must have intermingled. They must have stayed within the town or the village for my uh, relatives and ancestors and stuff. But it's really interesting. And I 
I would pr- tell other people that it. I can't see how it could make somebody uh, want to go to a therapy group, but but then no. if you find out your dad isn't your real dad, I could I guess I could see yeah. how that might. Or, or your, yeah, or your <laughs> yeah. father in law might want to get in a little therapy now too because his heart's broken. So hey, so Mark, when you did yep. this, was it just the ancestry? Was it sort of that, or was there health? Um, you know, because some of these one, if you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks, they'll give you health testing as well, which will tell you some things you may not want to know as uh, either. What about that? No, no. Um, you can I can pay extra and get other stuff, but I, I was really more interested in finding that my genealogy and genealogy. I was wondering, hey man, I wonder if I'm related to George Washington or right or Lincoln or you know somebody like that because right. my ancestors were here in the early 1700s and some of, some of them uh, settled over in Illinois, Illinois over by where Lincoln was from. You know, so I thought, well, maybe, uh, maybe I'll find out. And I haven't got into that yet. I've been too busy at work to really dive into my whole, my whole deal. But I'm excited to to find that out. Very cool. Well, all right. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, that's a good phone call. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. I probably find out I'm related to you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be horrible. Hey, yeah, we're like connected here in some strange way. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're like my cousin. Yeah. What's your DNA story? Are you gonna? I gotta be honest. Um, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it either. It kind of creeps me, me out too. a little bit. And um, the story about the story lie. about our, what's our last caller's name? Mark. Mark's father-in-law. That's heartbreaking. Just being really bummed that he's not as Italian as he thought he was. Yeah, he pinned all these hopes and dreams I'm, on it. Pride. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Hey, April, you're live with Kath and myself. What do you got for us? So I was just like you. Like I had always said, I would never do that. I didn't want my DNA on registry anywhere. Like it just. The whole thing just kind of creeped me out. Um, There's a little bit of a backstory. So my biological parents separated shortly after I was born. My dad went and had another family. I was raised by my mom and my stepdad. Never had any contact with his family until he died. Then I found out I had three half-brothers. That's all that we knew about each other. Well... Apparently, <laughs> there was one in between us who was put up for adoption at birth. He did this. He did one of the DNA tests um, late last year and, um, you know, made a post on Facebook with his picture. And I was adopted. Please help me find my family. Um, you know, this is my, my hospital and everything. Um, and a, a woman who called herself a search angel was on Facebook and, you know, saw his post. It was you know, shared and shared and shared. And, you know, she told him, send me your results and I'll interpret it. And we'll, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can. Well, she connected him with a relative of his biological mother's who he went on her Facebook and then found all of us. All right. And I get a call one day from my half-brother who says, hey, by the way, we have another brother, um, and he lives in our town. Oh, did you know him already? No. Okay, so fast forward to the end, because our time is short. How has it ended up? Are you you glad you did it? Oh, I mean, I didn't do anything. He did it. But, yeah, I'm really glad that he did it, because... He now has an entire family that he didn't know anything about. 
see that. that makes and me I have a brother that I never knew I had. So, so for you, it's been a good thing. Oh, absolutely. All right. Thanks for calling. Yeah, that's a good phone call, too. Thanks, April. 800-320-8255. Tell us your story. If you know you've done 23andMe or Ancestry.com, I mean, there's so many stories, like you just heard April's, where there's a surprise. Um, We're curious about how it works in your life. This is today's entertainment answer. Looking for the perfect family adventure film for the new year? How about the PG-rated A Dog's Way Home with Bryce Dallas Howard and Ashley Judd? A dog travels 400 miles in search of her owner. My name is Bella, and this is how I met Lucas. We played ball, and we played Don't You Shoes. Bella, Don't You Shoes. That one was his favorite. A Dog's Way Home in theaters January 11th. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the only $5 meal worthy of your appetite? Wendy's Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal. Our classic Junior Bacon Cheeseburger is now bigger. With double the fresh, never frozen beef and double the applewood smoked bacon, there's nothing junior about it except the price. Wendy's Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal comes with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5. Get the $5 Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal at Wendy's. Giant Meal, Junior Price. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. My daughter's a student at Grove City College, and most of the students don't go back for another week and a half or so, another 10 days, 14 days. Um, but she's been back since January 3rd because she's on the swim team. Yeah. And so this is the height of their training season. So it's a short break. Right. So it's a really short break. And I got to say, I miss her a lot. And I hate the fact that our you know holidays are cut short. Um, however, I took her back up there last week. Um, actually, it's the week before last now. And I, I just got to tell you, walking into the campus, there's hardly anybody there. There's only the basketball team and the swim team. It seems largely deserted. First of all, it's wonderful to feel like your kid is still safe. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is, boy, is that a good community of students up there? I mean, these are students that are swimming Division Three. They're not swimming Division One, And Division One are the ones that have the faster times. And so you'd say, okay, well, why do you swim at Division Three? I'll tell you, you swim because you love it. Yeah. And so therefore, it is a competitive atmosphere, but it's not It's not a cutthroat atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that's, you For know, love of. It's, an, it's encouraging. There's a lot of team. There's a, And I just talked to her last night and she said, you know, as horrible and difficult as the training is, I have to say, I'm so glad I do this. Very nice. Hey, look, we love Grove City College. My boy goes there. Kathy's daughter goes there. Look for them online. GCC.edu. Go Grow City.
Partly cloudy this evening, then becoming mostly cloudy later tonight. We'll stay quite cold, the low 19 degrees. Cloudy skies tomorrow with some snow at times in the afternoon and into tomorrow night, accumulating 1 to 3 inches. We do have to watch for some slippery spots. High tomorrow, 31. Low tomorrow night, 24. Cloudy skies for Sunday, high 34. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. We're talking about the DNA kits that have become so popular, whether you're talking about Ancestry.com or... 23andMe, Living DNA, Home DNA, My Heritage DNA. So they run from, you know, uh, 50 bucks to over $200. So we're wondering what your stories are. Um, We've opened up the phone lines for you at 800-320-8255 because we want to see why people do this. John, you said you think it's a search for tribe. Yeah. I think it might be a search for identity. Um, But as we talked about at the beginning of our segment, people across the world are finding out things that they did not expect to find. Holy smokes. Uh, There's a woman by the name of Cece Moore. She's a prominent genetic genealogist. And she said this. This is from The Atlantic. It's getting harder and harder to keep secrets in our society. And if people haven't come to that realization, they probably should. Mm -hmm. You know, you will hear stories about... You know, young marrieds coming together, having a baby, and the baby has a birth defect. And they, you know, and the and the reason it happens is because both parents were holding recessive genes. So I wonder if this, you know, if you would take a DNA test and they would show the results of all these different. I don't think that would show at at this type of genetic test. But if you go to have genetic testing done in a medical facility, it's a whole different. It's a whole different thing. I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's not a whole different thing, but I'm sure they're but they're looking a much for deeper specific, dive. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not looking as much to figure out where you've come from as just what your genetic makeup is and how it would combine with someone else. Right. Now, to me, that's more interesting in some way because you can spend a little more money and get this health testing or the, the genetic testing and you really get to see really what, what's in the ingredients. So I'm curious about that. I don't think I, I don't think I'd ever do this. It's just too much of a, a weird mystery. Yeah, me, to me too. I don't want to be freaked out. I don't want to be freaked out either. But we want to hear your stories, 800-320-8255. If you've done this, I want to know why. And if you haven't done it, maybe you're like John and I, it kind of freaks you out. Or if you've done it and you're glad, then maybe- Please tell us. Yeah, we we might be inspired. Okay, let's go to the phones. uh, Charlene, you're with us live on the air. Thanks for holding in there. Uh, What's your story, Charlene? Uh, I did, uh, my daughter, my daughter's daughter's adopted, and we did uh, Ancestry in May after Mother's Day. Well, we did it in May because it was on discount. Um, my youngest daughter wanted to know about her birth father because uh, she was 80% Navajo and 20% Mexican, supposedly, but mother's Caucasian, didn't know what she was because my birth mother was also adopted, wow. who had an identical twin sister. Wow. Wow. So... Is the kind of a she needs she wants she's forty now but she wants to know about her father because of the Indian heritage because she definitely is Indian she's been to the Indian reservation when she got off the airplane they had no idea she was coming and they said you came home to your people but she wants to know about her father and uh, she has met her mother actually she met her mother when she was fourteen uh, traveled with her in a semi truck I let her go it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. Okay. And uh, so it, it was kind of, and it hasn't been a great relationship. Now, mom's gone now, and so is mom's twin sister who just passed away in September. But mom burned up in a fire about three years ago. Hmm. Um, but it was a bad relationship situation. It was not an again, off-again thing because 
mom always said she wasn't her mom. She was she was her birth mom that right. I was her mom. Right. So, so, so I'm sorry. So, so Charlene. But, but as far as the father's concerned, we did the ancestry. Um, so far, we haven't come up with anybody close yet. We got second cousins, but not not. We got tons of relatives on her mother's side. But they're gone, so it doesn't help. We need somebody on her father's side, and we've got some, but they're way down, like fifth and sixth cousin. Right. So, so having this incomplete information, has it been worth it, or has it made more anxiety so because sorry, of that? Yeah. No, but when she came back, it's funny when she came back with her heritage because we didn't have her mother had no clue what she was because her her mother died and all the papers burned up in the fire with her, so there was no information, and we found out that she's actually is. About 28% Navajo, uh, 27% Mexican, and then mother had mostly English in her, and then Irish and Welsh. So she did have it in her, but, you know, a lot of Mexican and English, but not as much as we thought. So it's always a mystery. All right, that's All right, interesting. Well, yeah. well, thanks, Charlene, for your phone call. Yeah, 800-320-8255. I think with adoption, it's a little bit of a different situation. Because, I can see if you were adopted, right. sure, you'd want to know. Right, right. who's around you? Who's telling you the story? Yeah, and you already know that you're adopted, and so you kind of want to find out some... It's. I guess maybe so much of it is unknown that it's a little easier for me to get my head around. Right. Well, you know, nowadays with open adoption, certainly a lot different, right? Because the record's before you. In the old days, so much was pushed aside. Hey, Brian, uh, thanks for coming along with Kath and myself. Uh, tell us your story about DNA tests. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, I, I also did this because of uh, being adopted. Okay. I'm 55 years old, and so, you know, like, like you just mentioned, uh, back then, Things were pretty closed. I was two weeks old, and I've never met my birth mother, so I really didn't know anything about my uh, biological background. I only knew my adoptive parents' heritage. And it just seemed like growing up, everybody else knew their ethnic heritage, or, of course, now, like, you know, now we're finding out that maybe they only thought they knew, but, you know, at least they had their information. I never had any. I think it was always a guess. Um, it never seemed like a real big deal. It was just kind of a fun curiosity thing. So about a year ago, my wife ordered a DNA kit for me for my birthday and um, finally found out a few things. So it was, yeah. it was kind of fun. What did you find out? Found out, um, found out I was 20% Native American. Uh, didn't narrow it down any further than that, so I wouldn't know what nation, tribe, etc. Um, found out I was about 50% European. Again, it wasn't very specific. It wasn't anything like the TV commercials where the guy thought he was German, then found out he was Scottish. I, I know I have European in me. That's about the extent of it. Um, found out a uh, very small percentage African-American, a very small percentage uh, European Jew. Um, so just, just some fun stuff never having yeah. known and, and before this technology never had a way to know. And so clearly, you're the melting pot, Brian, right? All, a lot of yeah, different... Yeah, That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah thanks so much. All right. Well, thanks for your phone call. Very nice. Okay. Okay, so two people who who were adopted, 
glad they did it. Right. All right. Which makes sense. 800-320-8255. Anybody else out there, you want to give us a call and give us that story? Because, you know, of course, what stands out in the stories as, you know, we're reading about this today is that uh, the Megyn Kelly show pops up and there's a, a video of a woman who comes on and she tells the story of this heartbreak and she's one of five children. And it turns out when she did her test, found out that you know her family was only her half family that her mother had had an affair and she was you know, somebody else in the town was her dad and her mother's dead the man who was her father was dead uh it, it caused all sorts of heartbreak yeah her, she told her story also in uh, the atlantic Catherine st Clair is her name and she said that the dna test didn't erase her happy childhood memories but it did recast her entire life in her eyes. Yeah. I mean, she started a group on Facebook that John mentioned called DNA NPE Friends, where NPE refers to not parent expected. Mm-hmm. Um, she went on to say that she formed the group simply because there weren't enough people for her to talk to. She said even friends that she did mention it to or even a therapist she mentioned it to, every one of them had trouble understanding why the revelation that her dad was not her actual biological dad mattered so much. She said... Until that moment, I had no idea how much stock I had put in my family to identify and to find who I was. Very nice. Let's go back to the phones. And uh, how about, um, I'm sorry, uh, who's this, please? Hello? Hello? It's exactly no one. No one. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, should we go to, can I go to line one? Oh, there we go. Okay, all right, I'll do this. Hey, Lynn, uh, thanks for joining us on air. What's your story, please? Wow. Okay. I just got, I had a birthday on January 9th, turned 75, and I um, I don't, I got a DNA test from one of my kids because they've had it done, and they're excited about me doing it because I'm not from this country. Mm. And I was born in the West Indies, which is uh, St. Vincent next to Barbados and Trinidad. They're in the Caribbean. And uh, I came in 54, and... Um, I I don't feel like I even care about doing it because mm. I don't I don't know why but they all were excited about maybe me doing it and I I hate to disappoint them and I don't do computer so I says I can't do it and they go we'll help you we'll help you okay so, so why don't you want to do it um, because it, number one it's expensive and I didn't want them to go to that expense. You know, yeah. but the, but they already have. But yes, yes, I have the gift, uh, and I have it, and um, they just want to learn more because well, the lady I was talking to before she said this is a little different because like their DNA has their dad's DNA, but my DNA would be different. You know, in this way, they've learned more about my background I in the see. West. Sure, sure. So it, yeah. this box is sitting somewhere in your house and you're just waiting maybe to, to go ahead and do it? Well, yeah. I just got it Wednesday. Okay. And this is Friday. Yeah, I just got it. And they, they, they want me to, to, to go ahead and do it with them. They don't have to do it because I, I don't do computer. Right. But, <laughs> okay. Okay. But it's, it's a good subject, though. Thanks, Lynn. Yeah, that's interesting. Why not? Yeah. I mean... Your kids. When your kids are sort of putting the pressure on you, you kind of figure, okay, I got to do it. I still wouldn't want to do it. No, I'm not going to do it either. Maybe maybe our kids will do it, right? 800-320. I mean, our kids. <laughs> not our kids together. 800-320-8255. Let's ask Mike when we come back. That's a weird surprise.
It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Let me tell you how you can sort out your friends. You want to know the ones that are casual, the ones that are just companions, the ones that are committed? All you have to do is go through a crisis in your life. That's all you have to do. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Powerful Principles from Proverbs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. You may have to think hard about this. When was the last time you and your spouse went on a date? How about a date night where you had fun and made memories? It's been a while, hasn't it? Well, never fear, because the ultimate date night is near. For more than 20 years, marriage edutainers Jay and Laura LaFoon have been helping couples laugh together, sing together, and even dance cheek-to-cheek together while learning and growing closer together. The ultimate date night is a two-hour marriage experience where Jay and Laura LaFoon help couples reconnect. And whether you've been married one week or 75 years, you'll come away feeling closer to your spouse. In fact, 98% of people who attended the ultimate date night felt it added value to their marriage. We think the other 2% were in the bathroom when we took the survey. Don't miss your Ultimate Date Night coming soon. Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Most couples begin the retirement journey with some common questions. Have we saved enough for our retirement dreams? When does it make sense for us to take Social Security? How do we know if we have too much in the market? How does the new tax law impact our financial plan? Do you have similar questions? Join Kurt Kanodik of Accurate Solutions Group for a conversation about retirement's most common concerns. You'll learn a lot, and all you have to do is register. But seating is limited, so don't delay. Go to asgseminar.com, pick the date and location that works for you, and reserve your spot today. That's asgseminar.com. Start your retirement planning process with Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group. Register now at asgseminar.com. That's asgseminar.com. And for more information on your retirement questions, don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane, Saturday mornings at 10. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hi, this is Tunch Ilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. 2019 is going to be a really big year at Calusi, not only because they've been in business for over 100 years, but because they have some of the most popular and dependable vehicles on the road today. Stop in to check out the all-new 2019 Silverado. This month only, you can save big with 0% financing for up to 72 months on select 2018s. Check out this deal and others like it at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge, January 25th through 27th. Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to select area theaters. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. Featuring the best faith-focused films of 2018, plus exclusive pre-release screenings for 2019, like Run the Race from executive producer Tim Tebow and the highly anticipated Easter release breakthrough made possible by Geneva College. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for times and locations. Sponsored by Calusi Chevrolet. Grace Wellness Center and JD Waterproofing. Somehow we started to talk about DNA testing, and it it caught our attention that people are doing this by the droves. Yeah, and so we decided to investigate what people are saying about DNA testing, and boy, it's surprising. It really is. I mean, the stories that are unfolding, 
you know, the large majority of people are going to be satisfied. Okay, I'm from Scotland, I'm from Ireland, I'm from Brazil, whatever. But th- there's always some kind of out of left field, hey, you're not who you think you are. Your family is not your family. Your mother had an affair. Your father had an affair or, or whatever. The stories are really kind of heartbreaking. In a profile that The Atlantic did, uh, a man named Todd said this, I wish that Ancestry DNA had given me more of a warning. What does that mean? They have that commercial where the guy's like, now I don't wear lederhosen after finding out his ancestors were Irish rather than German. That was your surprise? Well, let me tell you my surprise, says Todd. You can find something you really don't want to know. I think they should issue that warning. Okay, so what do you think? Have you done this? Because Kath and I, New Mike and I, we don't want to do it. New Mike, you don't want to do it either? No, I want to do it. Oh, you do? I thought you were saying no. No, I want to. I need some closure in my life. Closure in your life? (laughs) You're 30 years old. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255, give us a call. Let's go back to the phones with Craig. Hey, Craig, uh, thanks for hanging in there. What's, it, what's your story about this? Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Thanks for the topic. Uh, I'm really disappointed to hear about the, the difficulties that some people have had. And and, uh, and I understand you guys' consternation and even thinking about doing it. Uh, I was very similar uh, in my opinions on that. Uh, I am adopted. And uh, hmm. I really kind of drug my feet. I, I've always wondered all my life. I'm 55, uh, similar to the last caller. And also similar to the last caller, my wife actually bought this uh, DNA kit for me for a gift. And it was basically just to confirm what I had been raised knowing, even though I was adopted and never knew my biological family. I was raised knowing that I was Hispanic and just kind of wanted to verify that. And kind of like you said, find your tribe, find your identity a little bit. Yeah. And. Uh, so long story short, I won't bore you with all of the logistics, but as a result of uh, this DNA test, I have discovered that I am one of 10 half-siblings. I have met four of them. Wow. Uh, four, four beautiful sisters. Uh, three of them live in California. Uh, one of them live in New Mexico, which is where I was born. Uh, I have connected with my biological father via a couple of phone conversations. Really? Uh, that's still still slightly estranged, but but he's open to possibly meeting. We certainly have talked. But the four sisters that I've met, uh, all believers. Wow. Uh, I am a believer as well. So it was, uh, it was a blessing, really, to me, beyond words. Uh, when my wife and I had an opportunity to meet them, uh, for me, and, and this will sound corny, but, but I have to tell you because it's just the truth, uh, it, was like, it was like coming home. Huh. Uh, so so I've been, I was raised by a great family. They introduced me to, to the Lord. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that, but but I honestly never felt connected. Uh, so again, it'll sound corny after 55 years to walk in and meet these people I've never met before. But but it was like coming home. So. Wow, wow, good That's for you. That's a great story, that Craig. So what what was that like? I mean, when you mm-hmm. saw face to face for the first time, you had to have chills. Well, I did. I had chills from the day we first discovered we were siblings uh, and in our communication. Uh, a great part of the story is as as my wife and I arrived to meet the first three sisters in California, uh, one of their husbands, unbeknownst to us, videotaped the whole thing. So so we have hmm. our meeting on videotape. And yeah, uh, chills probably, that's probably a good description, but not, not a good enough description. Yeah, it's probably just, much it's unbelievable. more. It's very hard to put into words, actually, yeah. That's just, great. Just wow, that's a great story. Well, good for you, Craig. That's very cool. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us. 800-320-8255. We've got a little more time left. Your story's welcome. We'll take a, a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We continue talking about DNA testing. Would you do it? What's the story behind it? 
Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to BloodScienceFoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit BloodScienceFoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation, giving from the heart. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Take one more phone call. Sure. Got time? Okay. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, Sam, uh, you're our last caller of the day. Tell us your story about the the DNA testing. Well, first of all, I want to uh, say how how much pressure I feel to be the last caller of your day. Yeah. Week. <laughs> yeah, Sam. I mean, l- live up to it. It's okay. A high bar. Okay. Well, this, I mean, this is my. You know, I, I listen to you guys often, and this is really my favorite time. And I love your show, but it's one of my favorite times of your you. show is this last kind of five to ten minutes when you guys are as fun and carefree as you typically are with each other. Um, and off, and often clueless. To, no, never clueless. Never clueless. Sam, um, you're hired. <laughs> so um, I, the, the reason this, uh, the reason I call, the reason this story resonates with me or the, the topic is my wife just bought me one of these 23andMe kids. Oh, did she? Oh. It, wasn't something that, it wasn't something that I asked for. Um it wasn't something I was craving to see, but I will tell you that half of my family from my father's side have always talked about how they have a German heritage, but there's been a lot of conversation within the family about how that German heritage and where my great-grandfather lived was really closer to Lithuania, huh. where people in my family don't want to admit the fact that there's a possibility that we're Lithuanian as opposed to German. Really? Um, the other half of my family is Irish, um, but and, and that's kind of died in the wool, but from my wife's family, who is a very large Croatian family, what they have found for a couple of family members who have taken one of these tests is that actually a very small percentage of the of their heritage and their background is Croatian and it's other countries. Mm. And I've got you know, uh, aunts from my wife's side of family who really strongly feel like they're Croatian, but this DNA test and this 23andMe suggests otherwise. And I'm not one to suggest that it's not factually correct when it comes back in sure. but it, it it sort of like suggests that of the life you've lived the heritage that you felt you know the the ethnic background that for me the german and the irish is brought into question and i kind of wonder whether or not there's anything of value in knowing percentage by percentage by percentage whether how you felt your entire life is really what you are and so i kind of question the value of of the test, not that I'm not going to do the 23andMe that my wife bought for me, but I just kind of wonder 
which is something that uh, really makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's good. Right. I mean, yeah, because early on in the hour, someone called in and said, you know, my father-in-law was always pinning his his ethnic heritage as a proud Italian, but it turns out that there was more than Italian as part of that. Okay, listen to this. On a more dystopian thanks, side, thanks for your phone call, Sam. Very nice. A more dystopian side of the spectrum, Wired reported on a filmmaker named Michael Usry, who was accused of a 1996 murder in Idaho Falls nearly 20 years after the fact. He was a teenager at the time of the killing. He was picked up by police at his doorstep in New Orleans in December of 2014, interrogated by the FBI, spent a month all under suspicion, all because the killer's genetic code was similar to his father's, Holy smokes. whose DNA sample had been obtained by Ancestry.com. Wow. Now, it took a while, but DNA ruled him out as a suspect. Holy but his smokes. father was one of the many false positives that plague familial DNA testing. So that's another avenue, right? So now law enforcement is leaning on these ancestry, DNA, all that, and they're extracting information trying to solve crimes. So you're giving away all sorts of information as well. Do you want to do that? I don't want to do it. Mike, still. you want to do that? I mean, I got nothing yeah. to hide. But Mike's what? doing I it. Do it. Okay, all right, Mike. Maybe we'll get you a present. Uh, listen, Mike, I'll bail you out. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.